Listen to the LARP Lounge live on Sundays at 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at twitch.tv slash errorstar. That's twitch.tv slash A-R-R-U-S-T-A-R. Hi, welcome everybody to Season 2, Episode 5 of the LARP Lounge. We're halfway through the season. Yeah, I'll talk to you guys about the season finale today, too, because I've already got that planned. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, uh, you guys all know me, I'm Aerostar, or Joby Smash is my character in Mythic Realms, and today here my guest is... Kitiara Von Hellblade. Uh, Candace is my regular name, you might have seen me on last season, but I haven't been on this season, so... Yeah, everyone's favorite co-host is back. Not as co-host, though, just, <laughs> as, just as a guest. Just as a guest. So, uh, I'm not going to ask you, I mean, I guess I could ask you the same question, see if it's changed, but uh, what does LARP mean to you? LARP is life. Uh, yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> LARP uh, for me is a, uh, a place where you can experience life outside of reality so if you are you know stay-at-home mom work from home mom you know I get to be the badass warrior sorry (laughs) um I I get to explore aspects of uh myself my personality that I wouldn't normally be comfortable with in everyday life and figure out who I am a little bit better as well as make friends and friends who become family because mm-hmm. they are there for you and support you because they they witness you go through things um, in game that you couldn't imagine going through in real life and it does have a, a real emotional impact on you and, and you make some really good connections there. Well, and for a lot of us, you see these people every Wednesday, which is more than you see your actual, I mean, some of your extended family. Absolutely. So it's easy to become close to people that you see that often and spend four or five weekends a year with. Like, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I like that. I like your post that you put where it's like life or like family isn't necessarily whatever with the, yeah. with the can it life just be tense and. Right, I, let's see if I can I, pull it up. I liked it though, because it, it was, it was very aptly put. Yeah, it was uh, something I had seen some of, there's a big SCA event that's going to be going on down in Arizona, and I'm friends with a bunch of people <coughs> who are going to that, nice. and so someone had shared it, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. So a home doesn't need to be a house, and a family doesn't need to be related, and it's just a whole bunch of pictures of like renaissance festival type tents tents and, and people having fun together and whatnot David, what's up yo hey <laughs> so let's real fast before we get going <laughs> let's uh oh okay uh let's redo the the uh, alert real quick get that out of the way <laughs> 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 
Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Hi, neighbor. <laughs> Thanks for the follow. Check my professor. I know you did that like last week, but it was off stream. So today we're going to be discussing the kingdoms of Loroth. So even though the game's kind of cycling out of that, I still feel that there's enough current events that you're going to hear it in-game if you come in as a new player. So I decided that we should probably go over them anyway. Um, we're also going to cover quite a few classes today because I want to get them all covered by the end of the season. And two per episode will not do that. There's more than 20 classes, I believe. Maybe we should do the yeah, math. Yeah, there's a lot of classes. Yeah, so we're going to have to do, we'll take a break and do the math and see how many we need to cover today. Um, probably won't be any that either of us play because we've covered, actually we haven't covered Warden this season, but oh. and we've already covered White Knight. We did that when we did the Kingdoms of Turoth. Cause we that did, makes sense. Well, because we did the White Knight, Black Knight dichotomy and how they're similar yet different. So we right. did that already, so... Um, so I guess we'll go ahead and jump into it. Let's talk about the big one, the, what is it, the Queenslands? The Queenslands, okay, so... The, the Heartlands, what are they called? The Heartlands. The Heartlands. Yeah. Yep, so there's Talion, there's Mordrim, Sith, the Heartlands, Rogash, Illithoria, Nidrak, the Gladelands, and the Realms. <coughs> so the one that you will hear the most of is probably the Heartlands. Mm -hmm. Um... At least that's the one that I've heard the most of. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, who you hear the most of, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, the Heartlands right now is run by... Oh, what is her name? Queen... Um, um, oh, shoot. Josh is going to kill me. <laughs> Queen... Is it not in there? Yeah. Uh, we're not seeing it. I should know this, but uh, uh, Queen Ember. Does that sound see. right? It doesn't sound right to me. I know that. Okay. All right. Looking it back em through player history. Embla. Embla. Is that it? I think it might be Embla. That sounds familiar to me for some reason. <laughs> Because, okay, so, Tar uh, <laughs> Brunt, for Brunt, um, is the right, right hand, hand of the queen. Of the queen. And is it Embla? I think it, I think it's Embla. Uh, Embla, okay. <laughs> Having a third person here, well. Yeah. Embla, so, 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 Embla works, so, okay. I can't believe <laughs> I remember that. This is we never refer to it. It's always the right hand of the queen. It's right. always the queen. the queen of Heartlands. You know, it's never Queen Embla of the Heartlands. Right. So you don't ever really. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So the Heartlands. Oh, what is this? Does it say? No, it doesn't. Okay. So the Heartlands is like the original Falcon Crest, if you will. So where Falcon Crest in Taroth is like run by white knights um the heartlands was established by graymore <laughs> you laugh <laughs> oh, why did you do that sorry my phone is being silly no i want my brightness up 
thank you, so you can actually see what's going on. Um, so the um, the capital city of the Heartlands mm-hmm. is Greymore City. Um, Greymore is a well. Everyone has their own opinions on Greymore. Mine are probably not the greatest. Let's hear. <clears throat> I think that Greymore is a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he go crazy? He uh, kind of went like yeah. super zealotry and like yeah, yeah. That's that's what I've heard about him too. So he was a old king that kind of went kind of iron fist near the end. Kind of like no evil, no like. To the extreme. Yeah. And there are some people trying to revive him as the once and true king. Yeah. So, like, and to rein in all white knights who have gone astray. So, King Arrhenius Greymore uh, is the first ruler of the Heartlands. Uh, Him and his younger brother founded the city of Kingsport, um, and he has been regaled as the most formidable white knight to have ever lived. Um, which is funny that my character, Lita, who is a white knight um, in-game, does not like Greymore at all. <laughs> um, there's several different like opinions on how oh, yeah. white knights should behave, mm-hmm. and Lita doesn't agree with Nevitt says he was after abyssal influence. Yeah, that sounds about right. He was... Yeah. But he, went, he took it to the extreme. Like, that was the problem. Yeah. Abyssal, we all agree abyssal influence is bad. I think that's the one thing that like everyone can agree on. Well, that's not true. Uh, Most everyone will agree that abyssal is bad. Ebris is and kind of on the, the fence about that. But. The people that don't think abyssal is bad are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so. But for the most part, we can all agree abyssal influence is bad. So. Yeah. So, um... So Greymore was eventually killed by um, Sinistra Delacour, um, the only surviving bloodline that we know of Greymore is the Falcon Crest bloodline. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> King Alaric Falcon Crest is, <laughs> yeah. It says everyone with sense thinks abyss is bad. Yes, that, yes, that is an accurate depiction. Yeah. I agree. So, so yeah. So, do we want to go into the bloodline of King Arrhenius? We just go back to Baroth. I don't know that we want to dive too deep into that rabbit hole. If people want to de- dive deep right. into that rabbit hole, you can check it out on the World Library at Mythic Realms. Yep, it's all there. Yep, and it's a super great resource. I'm sure it's been mentioned loads of times. But Not really. If you haven't heard of it, the World Library. Yeah, World um, Library is great. MythicRealms.com is amazing. Okay. Um, so the King, the Heartland Kingdom uh, is the first to oppose corruption, slavery, and dark magic. So the Heartlands, think of them as like the bastion for good amidst this whole continent of just horrible debauchery right like people the the wars are constant there the slavery the ruin the the whole continent is almost a loss but um the heartlands is is generally the ones that kind of step in and are like no you can't continue to enslave these people or you can't massacre that city or whatever 
the heartlands are the ones that that step in and stave off the horribleness. Um, the most recent history in the heartlands um, with the heartlands was with the Marais. Yes. So there was this big incursion from uh, the void of these creatures called Mareg, which are slod from D and D, basically. Um, hey, gaming mama. Hey, hey, hey. So, um, and this God, that storyline was going on for years. At least two years, I know at, that. Yeah, at, at least two, but like, I know that it had been going on longer than that. The funny thing sure about that is the first weekend we decided to play the Bromerai was a weekend dealing with the Mareg. And we decided to stay behind one time. And of course a freaking Black Mareg shows up into the tavern. And for those of you that have played, know that Black Mareg are like the scariest Mareg. The worst. Luckily there were two really high guys there and it it didn't resort to a full out battle. But there was some... Yeah, it was terrifying. And I'm just standing there like... Please don't antagonize this guy. Please don't antagonize this guy. I do not want to die on my first event with this character. Like, oh my gosh. it was so scary. Oh, just standing there. I was like, hmm. He's like, what is your opinion? I don't have one. Um, I'm quiet. Yep, I'm quiet. Mouse in the corner for a reason. Like, yeah. oh my lord. That must have been terrifying. That's so funny. So, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, Nevin says my 20 skill point character. Peed his pants. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, so Sir Brent and um, Tybragus. Yeah. Uh, two white knights in Northwatch at the time um, spent uh, a large amount of time helping uh, the Heartlands uh, coordinate and um, lead their battles and their fights against the Marais right. to try and keep the the Mareg from spreading throughout Laroth. We did eventually kill them all. <laughs> well, all of them. <laughs> did we kill them all? Because I know a lot of them went back into the void. Once we took out the king, it was like... Well, anything that went back to the void, we didn't kill because the connection to the void was then closed and severed, right? Um, <clears throat> but the... Um, any any of the Mareg that were left in Laroth were killed. I know that there was there were a lot of people who were like, no, if they promise to be friendly, we shouldn't just massacre them all. But it was the queen's orders to kill them all. So yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, there was hunting them down. I remember. I didn't know we'd finally achieve. Achi- uh, yep. Finally achieved that goal. Yeah, Brent accomplished that in his downtime. I think. Nice. So, yeah, that was. That was the most, I think, the most recent, like, campaign adventure that's happened in, in Laroth. Yeah. Other than that, a lot of, a lot of the, especially older players, are tired of Laroth. Like, Laroth is so war-torn and horrible. So many people die in Laroth. I died on that campaign. I lo- one of, one of Lita's lives was lost on that campaign in the Void. So... And you tried to get yourself killed after we killed the king. You went after that black meringue, and I'm just standing next oh to gosh. you. He's like, force lay, force defend, force lay, force defend, force lay, force defend, force lay, force defend. And he's like, fine, I'll go after you. And I was like, eep. Yeah. 
I used every single one of my skills keeping you up from that guy, and then he came after me, and I was like, oh crap, I didn't think that through very well. Not exactly the greatest cookie, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so, um, that pretty much sums up the Heartlands. There's not really much to know. They are the big brother of Loroth. They're the big brother of Loroth. There is a, um, um, so Prince Eric mm-hmm. is um, the brother? No. How is he? So he is. Uh, he was from the Heartlands. I'm going to get this all wrong. I know that there's a lot of the nobility in Falconcrest that, like departed or like left their land in Heartlands to become part of Falconcrest. Right. Like, yeah. Quite so a he's few. one of those. He came over um, to assist in Falconcrest. Um, but he gave up his title in the Heartlands to what is his position now in Falconcrest? It is, I want to say... Isn't he the right hand of the king? I want to say he's the, either the right hand of the king or he's the heir. He's the heir the also. The heir apparent. He's the heir apparent for sure. I know that one. And he's the right hand of the king. Yeah. I believe both. So, but yeah, he's from the Heartlands. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to be the right hand of Queen Embla, which is the position that Brent now holds. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's all political yep. stuff. Alright, which one do we want to talk about next? Uh, the Gladelands, I think, is probably the one that we'll hear you'll hear oh, the second most about. Now it's clipped me going, eep! <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> So the Gladelands is uh, where the Fae live. So um, isn't that up north more? Yeah, they are uh, northern. Northwest of the Glade of the Heartlands. Yeah, let me pull up the map here. Laroth. Yeah, so the Heartlands is like smack in the middle. middle. Mm-hmm. And then the Gladelands are, yeah, just northwest. Or no, they're northeast. The Gladelands are northeast. Mm. Um, and they're not very large, but they're, well, it's Fey territory. So it's pretty crazy. Yep. Um, so the rulers of the Gladelands are Titania and Oberon. Um, and that whole area is just full of crazy magic. Yeah, it is. Um, there's a lot of ancient magic there, a yeah. lot of unknown magic. Um, who else is a prominent figure there? Um, there's um, Puck. Puck. Oh my god. <laughs> How can you forget Puck? I mean, go on. <laughs> He's the worst and the mm. best. He's yeah. Well, he's Puck. Those of you who know anything about the actual like 
Puck and Titania and Oberon and all of those, they're basically the same people. Um, yeah. So arcane and elemental magic are very widely studied and used, and it's just all over the place in there. Um, there's lots of like secret glens and lively celebrations and um, I don't know. I think and anything that's like got a lot of magic and needs to be super mysterious happens in the Gladelands. <laughs> now we have one of our characters that recently retired and is now a part of the court. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, Kane. Yep. Is now a part of the court, the yep. fairy, fairy court. So that was interesting. He was a vampire for a wee bit, and Titania <laughs> said, we don't like that, so we're going to remove it. And he said, okay, I won't argue. And yep. Yeah, that, that's like the gist of the conversation, I believe. But And then he retired and is now a member of the court in the Gladelands. So. Yeah, so the, uh, the major areas in the Gladelands are the Silver Glen, mm-hmm. the Meadow, uh, Havoc's Landing, the City of Shadow, the City of Song, and I can't read that because it is, oh, Thorndale. It's very blurry, sorry, not a very high resolution. We've been to the Silver Glen a few times. I don't know, I don't know that I've been to any of those other places. Yeah, but. so I know that the City of Shadow is like where all the super sketchy stuff happens. So if you're, <laughs> if you're a rogue of any, any renown that's you know all about the city of shadow a vampire than a fey twilight (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh that is so good tells new character that uh, just out of game be like hey that'd be funny that's hilarious All right, so uh, Oberon and Titania, king and queen of the Fae, many years ago, an entire gypsy bloodline extinguished itself to try to banish them from Laroth as part of a racial vendetta. Um, stories claim that the king and queen of the fairies were cursed, uh, were cursed for them to never again be able to set foot upon this land, and yet there are many rumors that they have found ways around the curse, allowing them to wander within the Silver Glen or even visit the distant lands of Taroth and Varoth. But these rumors are unconfirmed and neither the king or queen have been seen publicly since this gypsy banishment, which is actually not true. Yeah, we saw her <coughs> in one of the firesides. Yeah, we saw, well, Queen Titania did a, um, a big party mm-hmm. in the Gladelands mm-hmm. for us after we had um, Defeated uh, the White Stag, wasn't it? Something to do uh, with the no, White. No, it was. Uh, well, it might have had something to do with that. But r- remember, there was the the opening to the abyss mm-hmm. was in the Gladelands, and when we defeated Deimos mm-hmm. and closed that connection to the abyss, she threw a big party for us, thanking us for closing off that. Yeah, that was in that was in town even I believe so. Yeah. So yeah, she's been. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, and then Tyr Thorndale is the leader of the governing council. Morgan Dale is a human mercenary from Moradrim. 
is the only non-fae to have been known to gain unrestricted access to the Silver Glen. Now, there's also now there's also Cain who has that as well. That needs to be updated. Yeah. Um, and the white stag. Okay, so you mentioned the white stag. The white stag is a powerful and ancient creature that embodies many of the characteristics the fae hold dear. The stag is rarely seen, but once every year a great hunt is held where a select few are invited to the Silver Glen to try to catch the stag. Many fae believe the stag is child of Oberon and Titania. The white stag has caused some craziness in town but it's not a storyline i ever followed so i remember what happened was is we were dealing with the demo stuff mm -hmm. and while we were in the dream realm we did something that drew the white stag into the dream realm which obviously upset them very much but they basically they didn't demand but they asked us to go fix it and me and Boji were specifically... There was a, an event where they split us up to do different mm -hmm. tasks yeah. in the Dream Realm. I remember, because I was in the opposite group of which everyone was dealing with. And it day. was me and Kane and Boji, and I don't remember who else, but we had to go after the stag. And th that dude is scary. Divas. Divas was there? Yeah. And there was one other, too. Mm -hmm. I don't remember who else was there, but it was a small group, and... He was scary. He was throwing out like knockouts, like candy, force knockout, like yeah. oh yeah, he just so I don't know. Crow. Was Crow there? Yeah. I think it was Crow and Kane that finally ended up taking him out and did something oh, yeah, where they put him in that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, they did something like put him in like a sphere of eternity and somehow that's how because that, you had to capture him and yeah. Do, they, they had to time it just right. They had to do something in the sphere of eternity, or they, if they did it wrong. Yeah, they probably had to like knock him out or something. Yeah, it was something weird. Yeah. But that ended up fixing it and bringing him out of the dream realm. Uh, this That's what my memory is. Correct me if I'm wrong, Nevitz, but I think that's what happened. So we screwed up and brought him into the dream realm because we didn't think about our actions. Yeah. <laughs> so have a tendency to do that as Northwatch. <laughs> Not think about the consequences of our actions. No. Yeah. So, alright. So then, let's see. There, so the twin towns of Falcon and Meadow um, rose in prominence during the reign of King Sevian Falconcrest um, when he officially claimed the Gladelands as a protectorate of the kingdom. So, if you don't know, Falcon Crest is like the United States. We like to go around and say, we protect you, and we protect you, and we protect you, and we fight you, and we hate you. Um, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so the, the Gladelands is one of the protectorates of Falcon Crest. Hmm. Um, hmm. See, I'm learning stuff. But I need to learn. <laughs> yeah, so am I. It's fine. <laughs> like. um, and then, so then there's the sister cities of Shadow and Song. Mm -hmm. um, Shadow is a city of rogues, gamblers, warlocks, and necromancers. Um, mm. And the city of Song is like your bards and your arcanists and your scholars and your soldiers, you know, your light and your dark, right? Um, uh, a lot of people assume that the city of shadow 
guess that the city of shadow was founded by Faye who had studied the dark arts in Nocturne which is like the most <laughs> does that make King Gil so Nevisus, does that make King Gil <laughs> Captain America yes yes it does that's hilarious I like that. I wonder what that makes me then <laughs> Captain America's sidekick flag bearer <laughs> awesome okay so then the silver glen the heart of the gladelands um is where the true fairies um reside so all of the other places in the gladelands are like where the fae have mingled with other races Lucky. well <laughs> I, i'm actually thinking about that because it's kind of funny because the sidekick was what the winter soldier well if you think about it i'm the spring soldier so i'm that not that far hilarious. off I call Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we need to like sit down and write down a list of everybody that's involved with Falcon Crest and be like, and you're this person, and you're this person, <laughs> yeah, and you're funny. this person. Yeah, I'm the Spring Warrior, so I'm the Spring Soldier. It's close enough. That's hilarious. That is kind of funny. That is awesome. Okay, so yeah. Which reminds me of a question that I need to ask before the thing is over, but let's continue. Oh, okay. Just don't let me forget. Just be don't like, you have a question. There was a question. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so the Silver Glen um, is protected by a massive silvery wall of magical thorns and plants. Entering the Silver Glen is nearly impossible without the invitation of the White Staff. <coughs> um, this place is filled with mysterious magic and dangerous creatures. And, you know, it's a great place to adventure when called to do so. Um... That's basically that, unless you want to get into politics. If you want to understand more of the politics of each of the lands, that's also on the World Library. The world library. Like it'll, if you look up the place, and you can you can narrow it down. You know, like in I don't know sixth grade, we were given the task of all right, write down your um, address starting with the universe. So I live in the Milky Way galaxy inside the solar system inside Earth. It's, you know, like that. Like that's how it works on the World Library. You can be like, it's in Laroth, mm -hmm. and then it's in this country in Laroth, and then it's this city inside the country. Anyways, that's how it works. It's pretty, pretty easy. So, um. Let's talk about, you said Sith? Yeah. Talk about that. No, I'm in the wrong place, sorry. I pulled up to Roth instead of Laroth. I was like, this is not looking right. Sorry, guys. That's okay. We should share that uh, clip to some groups. I have to watch it too, but. What, the Eep? Yeah. Old Mythic players are Star Wars fans, fun fact. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me with this town like Sith. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the nomadic land of Sith is brimming with customs and traditions which, at best, are considered strange and even offensive throughout most of Loroth. Mm. 
Um, everywhere you turn in Sith, nomadic caravans of tattooed traveling gypsies can be seen roaming the countryside whilst the patchwork roads are dotted with very few actual villages. There's no real national infrastructure in this free-ranging nation, nor is there any standing military. This is a fact which causes Sith to be a target of slave raids and banditry more frequently than other nations. Scythia, the capital, so creative, um, the capital of this nearly non-existent kingdom, is a city-state ruled by a council of elected officials, uh, a form of government which seems inefficient and downright blasphemous to both commoners and nobility in other kingdoms. <laughs> so, basically, it's a, it's a nomad territory. It's not really a kingdom. Hmm. Where is it located? It is on the map. Yes, it's on the map. <laughs> Let's see. Sith is... So there's the Heartlands, there's the Gladelands, and then there's Sith. So it's uh, north west where okay. Gladelands is northeast and it's up uh, <coughs> the coastline oh okay the heartlands is right in the middle with a little bit of um it's not really coast it's more like cove that it sits on but sith is up on the coastline northern Laroth. oh okay that's really all there is to know about Sith. So, um, one other, like, uh, modern social political note is that, um, yes, Mythic understands that gypsy is a offensive term to a lot of people, um, and they are currently working on deciding what, uh, to change that to, because... Yeah. Yeah, reasons. So, I'm sorry if that offends you. We are working on it. Um, <coughs> let's see. Next is... Which one do you want to talk about next? I don't remember them all, so... Okay. So I just remember that one. You know, Star Wars. Sith. If, yeah, it was... Exactly okay. like Nevis said. Let's Star Wars. start at the top. So, Callion. Oh, yeah. Oh, I should know Callion. What do you know of Kalyan? Kalyan's like the East Asia kind of country. Yeah. So so Kalyan um, is where a lot of trade happens. And they're very wealthy. Uh, human, they're a human nation. But I think a lot of it's underwater now. Kalyan? Mm-hmm. So Something happened hardcore. So yeah, so Kalyan and Shinjuku Peninsula, which is no longer... Shinjuku Peninsula isn't even on the list of countries in Laroth anymore. So Shinjuku Peninsula got completely... Yeah, but it's gone. ...submerged under the Wata. Yeah. Yep, Shinjuku Province is gone. Yeah. So... Yep. It's kind of sad. I know, because that's where Lita's from. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. That's where the from. Yep. That's crazy. We actually did a thing, I think it was in Shinjuku, like, while the floods were coming. It was during a weekender, and we had to, like, find the proper emperor, and there was, like, a decoy one, and, yeah, it was... That's hilarious. We had to make uh, the leader of the Dalai Lanterns the proper leader. Mm-hmm. 
That's hilarious. So I wonder if that was the first weekender I was on. No. It's actually the same weekender that the Mirag weekend. Yeah, it was the Mirag one. Oh, okay. So it was, it, was, like it, was, a... it was one or two weekenders before I actually came into games. So Shinjuku Peninsula was still in the World Library when I created Lita. And um, it was funny because, like, it was either, I think it was the second weekender that I'd been to. And I told somebody that I was from Shinjuku Peninsula. And they're like, oh my gosh, it's so sad that that whole place got destroyed. And I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean my hometown is destroyed? Yeah. yeah, no, it was pretty bad. <laughs> and I was like, no. Yeah. Is it, though? Like, it's in the library. So, yeah, I didn't realize at the time that it was so recent to when I had started playing that that had happened. But, yeah, it's crazy. But I still think that there's a lot of plot to come from that still. Because the... Um, the masters of earth, air, fire, and water that all went missing. I'm sure that they're, that we've seen their, mm, their magic used, mm. whether it's them gone mad or tainted or whatever, but I'm positive. I keep on, anytime I, I hear a little bit about the magics, the different elements, going a little crazy or big floods or fires or anything like that happening, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Kage, that's his name, Kage. Kage, yeah. Let's okay. see, Nevis says, I hope that he's so, in regards to more plot for that, he says, I hope so. Sanjiro is from there and I want to see more oriental influence on the game. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that there's more too, but... Yeah, I believe I that it fun. was someone who I don't think is in Mythic. I don't know. I don't know the situation right now, but I won't say any names. <laughs> we can talk about it after, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... Um, so, Callion was uh, once ruled by vampire lords. <laughs> dominated <laughs> by vampire lords. Yeah, that's the proper um, word. The Callian Revolution um, freed them of that. Hmm. Um, uh, let's see. The city of Malin is the capital. Um, it's the land of high manners, fine ladies, and lordly gentlemen. Um, this is where the... Um, nobility, royalty, whatever. Yeah. Are, um, there's a lot of also, like, street urchins and street urchins. Wow. I can speak. Street urchins. Um, and whatnot that are there because you always find those things around the rich because there's lots of scraps to be had. Yeah. Um, Let's see. <laughs> okay, now it's... He says BRB. Okay. Alright. Port Prosperity is a large port town built upon the bones of a truly ancient port city. Um, the scholars of the city 
are known to boast that Kingsport in the Heartlands was not the first true bastion of human civilization in Loroth, as is commonly believed, but rather a port that Port Prosperity claims this honor. Um, so I guess one thing to be mentioned that we haven't mentioned about Loroth is that it is mostly non-human mm-hmm. beasts and creatures that rule Loroth. That's true. Um, Callian and uh, the Heartlands are the exception to that in in Loroth. It is mostly bestial creatures. Um, uh, let's see. Shindaishi Peninsula is ruled um, by uh, military nobility. Um, wow, there's a lot on Shindaishi Peninsula. Um, but that's like all political. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to delve too much into political because not yeah. everyone. That's not everyone's. <laughs> thing. Thing, yeah. I agree. Knowing the geogra- ge- geography, we both are having problems talking in there. The geography. Knowing the geography is the important part. I agree. And okay, so Callion is located uh, southwest of the Heartlands, so just below the Gladelands. So there's the Heartlands, the Gladelands, and Callion, and it's right on the coastline. Mm. Um, okay. Next on the list is... Moradrim. Oh, yeah. Moradrim. Isn't that east? It's the... It's north. Oh, okay. Let's see. Yeah, it is the northeastmost okay. country in Laroth. It's the ice fields of Moradrim. Well, sort of Boji's homeland. It's where he was trained by the barbarians. Getcha. So Moradrim is separated into 33 territories. Holy schmoly. Uh, which are constantly at war. Uh, The barbarians march uh, and flags fly high as each ruling warlord attempts to claim more territories and thus control the destiny of this warrior kingdom. Uh, The Council of 30 and 3 holds the power to enforce tariffs, taxes, levies, and laws throughout Mordrim, and each territory held is another vote of influence on the Council. Um... Okay, in Mordrum, anyone can rise to power. The cold northern kingdom is seen by many of the southern lands as a savage place. Yeah. But the people see themselves as the strongest in the land. Um, yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. It's cold. It's like... It's cold. It's cold. I mean, there's more to it than that. I mean, the barbarians there are very powerful. And yeah. Boji can go into some of his stuff if he wants to. I don't want to. Yeah, for sure. I don't want to speak for him, but the ice walls. Are there ice walls there? Mm. Yes. Oh, it doesn't say in here. Mm. There's not a whole lot in here on it. Wow. It's kind of sad. It just says it's cold, dark, wasteland, frozen, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Hmm. The people there are very, very strong and vicious. Yeah. 
they have recently started melting. Uh-oh. That's... Okay. Are we having global warming in our game? I didn't say that. I think we are. <coughs> Do you have any more information on why they're melting? <coughs> yeah. Because I feel like I may have heard this in passing, but I'm not familiar with what is going on. Ice giants make their home on the other side. Yeah, and on the other side is where the the axe is supposed to be. Oh. What? The winter axe. The axe of winter. Oh. The ox of winter. It's supposed to be over with the ice giants. Hmm. Interesting. I thought no. I think last they were all destroyed. So. The last place it was known was up there. Yeah, I think it's all. I think it's been destroyed recent since then. So, we're supposedly supposed to be reforging it. Gotcha. But we'll have to see what happens. Well, cool. I'm not plop, so I have no <laughs> idea what they have planned. So there's no explanation as to why it's melting. Huh. Interesting. Well, if we ever go there, we better make sure that Rayla does not use the sword of summer and speed up that process. <laughs> this is very angry fire elemental um <laughs> <laughs> okay so anything else no okay all right next one is vrogash vrogash is like run by monstrous people animals and an animals no uh, minotaurs, howlers, parthens, goblins, trolls, orcs, troglodytes, ogres, goliaths, and a dozen other strange creatures make up the vast majority of this kingdom's population. I mean, howlers are animals, so you were kind of right. But they're sentient animals, I guess. So. so the kingdom is named after an ancient orcish warlord who was prophesied to return again and lead the monstrous ones who roamed restless in the wilds. Oh, that's interesting. So there is a prophecy there to come into plot sometime. Mm. <laughs> uh, the eyes of the entire continent turned to Vrogash, totally wondering what form the, and direction the nation's monstrous people will take. That's what I thought, but no, it's, I thought that's ah. where it was. <laughs> that's Based on the loose information we've been given, I we can assume that it's in Vrogash. So, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's why Laroth is important to us. And why we helped out so much with the Mirag thing. Yeah. That is super interesting. We don't talk about it in game a lot. Well, why not? Because we don't want people trying to abuse us or use us. or. Because it's secret. It is secret and we don't know who we can trust. That's fair. <laughs> that is super fair. <laughs> so uh, the word library doesn't really say anything else about Vragash. Mm. I know that that's. No, it's not. Never mind. I was gonna say that's where crows from, but crows from Nizhrak. Yeah. Durr. Okay. Yeah, because it's on the eastern coast, right? Like behind the mountains on the east. So it's actually not on the coast. It is. So again, heartlands. But it's east of the Heartlands. Sith, it's west of the Heartlands. Vrogash. 
never I, eat sour watermelon. I don't think that's where we are then. I don't know where we are though. That's the problem. We were kind of right. I guess I could pull up yeah, the. So Rogash, I could pull up the so email. Rorash is right in the middle, right next to the the Heartlands. It's Maybe that is where we are. Maybe that is. Oh. So yeah, we have to do some wheeling and dealing with animals. Yeah. Alright, well, next on the list is Illithoria. Illithoria is the Elven Kingdom. Um, uh, it is bordered by the Elven Sea and the Unquenchable Desert. This verdant kingdom is the merest shadow of its former glory. Uh, the affairs of the Illithorian Kingdom are directed from the near-empty city of Ecclenspire. I didn't know it was near-empty. That's where Lita did her military training. She was in the military in Ecclenspire. Wait, I thought the Ecclenspire was in Toroth. Mm-mm. No, Ecclenspire is in Toroth. Hmm. Because we talked about it when we talked about Toroth. Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. So it is ruled by an Asurkian. Doesn't say his name, which is not very nice of him. Okay, a royal from each of the other elven races has been selected to unify the kingdom. So this is basically the elven homeland. Mm. Um, so, uh, where all of the different races of elves call home. Um, though not all elves necessarily grew up yeah. here or were raised here. It is their, where their races are. Their ancestral from. homeland. Right, ancestral homeland. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. So, um, the forests around Illithoria are, um, Um, there's lots of hidden, um, secrets. <laughs> Elf Ground Zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they used to be quite a, a formidable, uh, military there, but it seems that, well, Laroth has taken its toll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on everything. So Laroth is like constantly at war with something. Everything is constantly fighting everything else. And I think that's a big reason why a lot of the adventurers in Northwatch have just abandoned Laroth and are like, sorry guys, you are so far beyond our help that we just can't even help you. It's not even the ventures, it's a lot of the politicians yeah. also believe that it's beyond help. Yeah, it's true. Which is kind of sad. It, yeah, it's it's sad like, and... That's where we're from. And I think that actually a lot of um, a lot of our characters are from Laroth. Um, maybe less so now, but... Yeah. It's... It's where most of the history of mythic realms comes from, stems from, is the yeah. Earth. So, yeah. Yeah, I hope they don't cycle it out completely, but... 
Yeah. Oh well. So Illithoria. Yeah, the Ethelin Spire being the capital. And so Illithoria is um, on the map. Come on. Thank you. Yeah, so it is the south uh, west mm. most country uh, along the coastline, and then it borders this impassable desert, um, which I believe is what connects it to Taroth, right? Is that desert? I don't know. I think that desert connects That is it a good question, though. She says, are you going to talk about the chronophage? Are you even familiar yes. with what that yeah, is? Yeah, no, I, I, I am vaguely familiar okay. with the chronophage. I don't know that I could explain it very well without just reading it, but are you familiar enough with it? Um, Jovi experienced it firsthand, which very few people know. So, uh, Out of game, but I don't know that anything. Yeah, so the chronophage, there's a lot of theories as to why it happened, but a lot of them believe that it was done so that the warring kingdoms would kind of stay in war, because they were kind of, from what I understand, they were kind of at like a peaceful era. And somebody didn't like that. But basically the chronophage was a time freeze that froze different parts of the land for different amounts of time. So time passed differently for, for different areas. Yeah. Um, like, and it didn't affect Taroth at all. So like... Just Laroth. Yeah, so like a lot of things happened. A lot of... Um, yeah, so a lot of them came out of... They're frozen state at different times as well too, so yeah. Yeah. Me and me and Boji both were struck by the chronophage while we were on our way back to reunite with each other after our training. Yeah, that's And then awesome. somehow ended up in Taroth. Crow and Kane, yeah. Crow and Kane? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's something that happened long enough ago that a lot of the newer characters aren't going to have experienced that because it's just timeline-wise, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. But, so, yeah. So, Jovi is old. Old, old man Jovi. <laughs> old man, man Boji. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Boji is really 250 years old. Dang. Yeah. Old man Boji. Yeah, so. Hence why it's our lost kingdom because time travel or not, but time was different. Passed and Yep. And so. We are trying to refind our kingdom. We found it now. But they haven't shown us on the map where it is. They've just told us. It's general area. Like a very vague general area. Like. Nevis says, whippersnappers, all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we are. Thank you. I have no idea how old Vita is. I never decided that. Mm. I don't know. I didn't know that Boji had actually determined how long he was stuck in the chronophage. And so no, this is like, no. yeah, this is like the first time, so. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, so that's the chronophage, and yes, it affected... Laroth greatly. Mm -hmm. Still no, still no known reason as to why. Just lots of theories. 
Oh, when Jovi disappeared looking for our homeland, that's when you determined how old you were. Okay. Gotcha. That's what I was doing. Like, when I stopped playing, all my downtime was searching for my homeland. Gotcha. That's cool. Which took me many places, including <clears throat> Sunderdark. Wow. That's pretty crazy. And then I didn't do Sunderdark either, so it was kind of pointless going there, but... <laughs> oh, well. All right, so we've got two more kingdoms in Loroth. There's Nadrak. Um... That would make sense why Kroll was affected then. Mm-hmm. The arid kingdom of Dodrak is ruled by law and order. Having finally set aside an ancient feud with the Heartlands, the people of Dodrak have begun to delve into their roots. While Nadrak was once a kingdom of the darkest magical traditions, devastation and betrayal have caused magical study to be publicly scorned. I need to see the map. I need to see where Nadrak is. Okay. Nadrak is directly south of the islands on the coast. Oh, okay. Then that, okay. Okay, I think, now that, now that I know that, I think our home is closer to Nadrak than, it's probably in Vrogosh, but it's probably close to the borders of Nadrak. Because we discovered something recently <laughs> about Crow and us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You told me about this. That's interesting. Yeah, I can see that. So, like, right there. That's my guess. You're right there. <laughs> I have no idea where we are. We've never been shown on the map. <laughs> but that's kind of because there's magical enchantments that kind of hide it, so. Yeah. I, can, I just know how to get there instinctually now. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I just knew how to get there. Yep. I had a, I spent like three years wandering, and then I got close to the Gladelands, and something, an image appeared or something. It fuzzed my brain, and while I was walking around in a haze, I found our, our land. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's literally what happened. But then once I was there once, I knew how to get there again. That's cool. Yeah. It's really weird there. So the city of Nocturne is in the Drac, and that is the hellish city of night. It's where all of the bad stuff is played around with. <laughs> it's where they study necromancy, and some people even think abyss, and um, any sort of dangerous, dark, magical practices. Uh, studied there and practiced there. Um, yeah. So the capital city used to be Nadrak. It used to be the Nadrak with the capital city Nadrak. But um, the city of Nadrak was destroyed. I don't know when, it doesn't say, but Nocturne was built on top of mm. what was once Nadrak. Who established Nadrak? Nadrak. And who is Nadrak? The dragon. Yeah. He's a dragon. He's a dragon. Crow's daddy. <laughs> I like saying it like that. Who's your daddy? Crow's daddy. Is that really Crow's dad? Mm-hmm. Wait a second. 
That's there's, there's so many more questions now <laughs> than answers. I don't. Track is also the data of uh, Daryun. Is he really? I didn't know. I that. think so. Daryun's a dragon, which well, yeah. the dragon's his father. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah, I met Nadrak in game. He's kind of a jerk. <laughs> but, you know. He's also very scary. Yeah. He very much, um, like. Yeah, I know. I just forget it. But as soon as he said that, I remembered. And, but now it's just, <laughs> I'm just starting to, like, link things in my brain. and. Yeah. Playing Connect the Dots. Yeah. me to the wrong place. You silly thing. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to go back. No, we're off. Thank you. Alright, and then the last one is the realms. Which, like, I hear mentioned a lot, but I know absolutely nothing yeah, about the realms. What is it? The realms? I don't know. In the farthest western reaches of Laroth lies a rocky land of peaks and principles. The kingdom of the realms uh, is a place of deep caverns and deeper traditions. In this kingdom, the mighty Thorg roam the high mountaintops in search of freedom and glory. The Grungnir dwarves make their homes in the low valleys and ruthlessly defend these places from the creatures in the darkness. And the Hrungnor dwarves pursue their ancient crafts in the caverns below, always careful not to delve too deep. Terrible monsters can be found in all places within the kingdom of the realms, and so many have learned the skills necessary to defend themselves. The elite leadership is made up of families of the Hrungnor race of dwarves, although the general stewardship of the kingdom of the realms technically falls under the hand of a single king and his ruling council. Rather than being a single strong nation, the kingdom of the realms is a network of cultures and family traditions, and often human and orcs. Humans and orcs can be found among the dwarves and Thor. But regardless of race, nearly all the people of the realms value loyalty above all else and consider debts to be a matter of great importance and personal honor. So. And if it says Moria, sounds about right. Moria. Don't delve too deep. Yeah. Definitely fashioned after Moria. So this is basically the Thorg and the Dwarf lands. Now, since we've talked about it a few times, the only kingdom not on this list is ours, the kingdom of Annihilia. Annihilia? Yes. That's a cool name. Yes. I like that. They don't talk about the Empire of the Drake on here, though, which is oh, yeah? totally on the map. Hmm. Annihilia. So, tell us about Annihilia. We're done. <laughs> you know, it's really weird when you show up to a place and there's a statue of your current self there and you haven't been there in over 250 years. That's and when you left, you were like seven. So, like, there's something magical going on that they know what we look like. And then we showed up, and there are tales of us being the chosen ones. 
The land where beer flows like water. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a land that Boji will be the king of for sure. And bacon is as free as the air you breathe. The land where bacon grows on oh, trees. Oh, grows on trees, okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, yeah. Uh, it's really weird when you know everybody and they know, and or when everybody knows you and you don't know them. That is pretty, pretty weird. Have you figured out why? No. Have you tried to figure out why? Um, so we found a totem, and when we were investigating the totem, that was when we discovered that we were related to Crow via, like, what was it, Great Grandma? Something like that. Huh. So, um, no, we haven't done a whole lot there. Uh, that was what I was going to spend my downtime on until I started on the shield thing. So now um, the shield, related by marriage through a grandma or something, yeah. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. So. That's interesting. Well then. That's why I think we're closer to Nadrak than originally, because if there's a marriage there, it would almost seem to be a political marriage. So. Actually, okay, and I'm gonna look at the map now. But uh, our castle is in ruins, and one such person is not so excited at our return. Oh, who I need to have a discussion with. Ruler? No, there's no ruler. Oh. And I've been meaning to have a discussion with this individual, and oh. I keep forgetting. Are they someone in Northwatch? No. Oh, I was looking to say, that's kind of weird. <laughs> no, very few people on Northwatch even know. Right, that's what I thought. It's a bear totem from Crow's Clan. Oh, that's cool. Which uh, implanted me with the, and it was something, some, what about the aspect of the beast? Nobody knows that. Yeah, nope. I didn't know that. Yep. <laughs> I do now. Yep. I mean, Lita doesn't, but that's cool. That is super cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, look, there's the ice walls. They're on the map. So. I want I want to just, like, be like, boop, there you are. There's your kingdom. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's about all we know about our kingdom. Kingdom of Ania, Anilia. Mythic does not condone bestiality. <laughs> um, yeah, what was, and I can't remember some of the other names. I could pull up the email, but... Yeah. Do we need to take a break? It's up to you. Oh. So that, well, that's all of the kingdoms Kay. of Laroth. Is there anything else to be said about Laroth? Let's see. Does it have anything? The Chronophage? Yeah, the Chronophage is like the biggest, like he said, the biggest thing that happened to Laroth. Besides, I mean, the Mareg are kind of a big deal too. Yeah. So. We talked about them. Mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about the Jade Lotus? Sure, what's that? A little bit more. They're... The, um, that's the organization from the Shinjuku Peninsula. Oh. 
the the Jade Lotus is a group of five powerful elemental lords from the Shinjuku Peninsula that have dedicated themselves to the goal of enlightenment through the elements. A secretive order, the Jade Lotus never has more than five masters, which include a master of each specific element plus a master of all four. So we're talking Avatar. The last Airbender. Um. And the Jade Lotus is known in the Shinjuku Peninsula as a group of sorcerers that follow the code of Bushido, Bushido and serve the people as old sages. Each master has a reputation, famous or infamous, that precedes them wherever they go. So, but Shinjuku Peninsula is now gone um, because it was drowned in the ocean. It's um, wet, y'all. It's wet. <laughs> it done got wet. Okay, so the five members of the Jade Lotus are, or were, um, Yeruma Hensai, the Raging Typhoon, Master of Air. Um, Matsuhiru is the Crushing Avalanche, Master of Earth. Haruko Kumi is the master of water, the gentle tsunami. Um, and Yutaru Zenko, the silent inferno, is the master of fire. So, um, let's see. Yeah, that's so funny. That was the year that I started. In 217, Shinjuku province was devastated and the land sunken and shattered by a tsunami hundreds of feet high, dozens of miles inland. Some whisper this was the betrayal of Haruko Kumo to the foreign nation Rogash, or even directly to Murag Tyrant called the White King, who is now dead. The others are missing and presumed dead or in plainer sanctuaries. So that's that. So Nevin says, I hope the Jade Lotus is still around when I retire Boji and start playing Sandro more. Yeah. I do too. For sure. I think that's, I don't know, if Lita never went undead, that's probably where she would have taken her storyline to, was to find out more about what happened to the Jade Lotus. But she went undead and decided to pursue that instead. Okay. (laughs) Alright, well we're going to take a quick break. Um... And then we're going to discuss what classes and a few other things. So, oh, show. Listen to the LARP Lounge live on Sundays at 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time at twitch.tv slash errorstar. That's twitch.tv slash A-R-R-U-S-T-A-R. We're at Ascendance Gaming Center. Uh, so it's kind of a lounge gaming center. You can do VR, do PC gaming, general hangout spot. We have some board games. We have some um, retro consoles that you can play as well. What we're trying to do here is we're trying to bring back the feel of 80s arcades. You know, everyone would meet at the arcade and they'd have a good time and that would be like the hangout spot. All the equipment's provided. We have uh, top of the line PCs. You can uh, log into your own services via Steam or Origin. You play any of those download your own games and play them on our computers and uh, you're good to go and we have a selection of VR games uh, about 600 or something games available every Monday we have a smash tournament Super Smash Brothers Melee and then once a month they do a a monthly tournament Uh, we're also hosting a CSGO tournament now and we're doing a 
Hearthstone tournament and a Beezaber tournament. Alright everybody, welcome back. Thanks for hanging with us through that break. Yeah. Uh, we were just trying to figure out what classes we were going to go over. Uh, real quick for everyone that might be their first episode uh, listening. We've already gone over Aegis, Berserker, Black Knight, White Knight, Warlock, Witch, uh, Witcher Warlock, which are the same class. Expert Adventurer, Thug, and Swashbuckler, I believe. So if you want to listen to those, go listen to some of the other episodes. We talked about those near the end of those. So if you're interested in any of those classes. Uh, the first one I want to talk about today is the Arcane Bulwark. Because it's kind of like the magical version of the Aegis. For those who have Arcane Armor, this is kind of your way of going and getting the same kind of similar abilities i guess i don't know right. that they're exactly the same but they're similar similar so we'll just switch which is warlock no witch or warlock <laughs> which but they are which is warlock it's the same class but yeah anyway it's just the male or female term which is silly it i is think guys can goof. be witches and yeah. girls can be warlocks but whatever <laughs> it's the only one where they've done that which, yeah which makes me giggle well and and it's funny because i never like i know that that distinction has kind of been around for a while mm -hmm. but i don't think it was ever like set in stone until harry potter oh yeah mm -hmm. Hmm. because guys in harry potter aren't witches or warlocks anyways all right so i'll read one and then you'll read one okay so we'll all read the first one level one ability oh we're gonna read the description arcane bulwarks Seek to master all that lies around them through the pursuit of learning defensive arcane magic. Tinkers may build complex locks and alchemists may study chemical reactions and magical catalysts, but what can compare to the purity of study of time and space itself? Indeed, these are the powers which govern our very existence. Arcane bulwarks gain the ability to warp the flows of space around themselves and use their power over time to protect themselves from all manner of threats. All right, so you do have to be an arcane talent mm -hmm. uh, to be able to pick this one. All right, level one. All times gain plus one base health, stackable increase, only when benefiting from the arcane armor spell. Now, this means only once per level, though. Right. So it's stackable because of other abilities. Right, right. So, it stacks with other abilities, not with itself. Yeah, you can't just keep buying that over and over and over and over again. Right. Because we we determined that last week, so. That's uh, a distinction tonight. Yeah. Uh, so next class or next ability is at all times, when benefiting from the arcane armor spell, gain plus one level to resist waylay, as if they were wearing a helmet. Does not stack with benefits of a helmet. Okay, that's that's kind of cool. Uh, I accept that honestly, I don't know that I've ever seen a resist waylay happen in game <laughs> in the two and a half, almost three years I've been playing. You do it all the time, because anytime I've ever worn a helmet, I'm like you weren't oh, there two weeks did. ago. Tarquin like five times in a row. Waylay, waylay one, waylay one, waylay one, oh. waylay. I'm like resist, 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 <laughs> resist, hilarious. resist. Yeah. He was just messing. He was trying to stop me from going into a room by first. <laughs> That's He's like, I'm better prepared for this. So I don't know. I just, I guess, I just assume that anyone who has waylay has higher than waylay one. Most Unless do. They're a but I'm also resistant to waylay too. 
So. Oh yeah. Of course you are, Mr. Yep. Warden. That's right. All right. Well, that's what we should have talked about today. Warden. Boji only gets waylaid by PCs, and that's exactly it. I only get waylaid by PCs. Yeah. We should talk about Warden because I'm familiar with it, but we'll do it another day. Yeah. All right. Okay, so next one is your combat skill access. Gain the ability to purchase the arcane grant evade spell as a combat skill. And then this one you can purchase multiple times. Yes. So hence the... There's, so there's a list. Of, yeah. Um, if you look. So all of, all of the classes are in... Uh, on the website under rules. Um... Book of Heroes. Book of Heroes. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, and my mind just went blank. <laughs> Book of Heroes. Um, and there's a little chart in there that'll t- tell you if uh, how many levels of it and how many skill points each level costs yeah. and all that. Mm. Um, so Grant Evade is this arcane spell grants the target uh, the spell one bonus use of evade skill. I summon time and space to grant evade. Um, that lasts for five minutes. You have five minutes to, to use to the use that extra evade. Yep. Yep. It doesn't give you a bunch of grand evades during that five right, minutes. Right. It's just one use. It's a one use. You have five minutes after it has been cast on you to use your evade, and then it's gone. So just uh, like an evade polish. The last one is kind of a flavor thing, just for it. So you may pay two skill points to use the I Summon Arcane Incant. So normally you have to say, like, I Summon Magic or I Summon Time and Space. space. Now you can say I Summon Arcane. So it doesn't really do a whole lot other than flavor. flavor. But for two skill points, it's not a big deal. Yeah, it's not that, that big of a deal. All right, so that's all of level one. Arcane Bulwark. Yep. Okay, level two. Um, gain plus one base health stackable increase. Mm-hmm. So this, um, so you get the same thing at level one, so now you get it again at level two. So if you purchase it at level two, it does stack with level one. But you can't purchase level two multiple times, you can't purchase level one multiple times. You can only purchase each level once um, but they do stack with each other yep that's why it's a stackable increase so that they so that you know that you're not just overriding it which would be kind of dumb right <laughs> so uh, next one is at all times immune to killing blow and death blow from the normal damage type you must call no effect so that's pretty big yeah so a lot of um, the PCs will have killing blows from from a range of damage types, yep. but most NPCs don't unless there's something special. Yep. But your your average mobs don't. It's just normal, and so you're resistant to that. So you don't take that, which is cool. Okay. At logistics, you may convert one of your battled arcane defense spells into a non-bonus use of that same defense per battle. Example, Grant Parry would convert a non-bonus use of the parry skill per battle. Okay. 
Uh, that doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, you may convert one of your battled arcane defensive spells into a non-bonus use of that same defense per battle. Uh, yeah, the wordage on that, verbiage on that, I don't understand too well myself. Do you have any ideas what that means, Boji? Because it doesn't make any sense to me, but I don't Because a battle and a non-bonus are the same thing. So it says you may convert one of your battled arcane, so like per battle, one of your per battle use arcane defensive spells into a non-bonus use of that same defense per battle. So it's saying you could convert a grant parry into a parry. Is that what it's saying? Oh. Okay, so you could take one of your granting it to other people and giving it to yourself instead. Ah, uh, okay. Because grant parry is something you usually go up to somebody else and say, I grant parry. And then right. for five minutes they have an extra parry. You can, you can instead, just use it as a You can a use parry. it on yourself. Okay, but you have, to, you have to establish that at logistics. So before the game starts, you have to say, I'm going to take this grant parry and use it as a parry for myself instead but i don't know that sounds weird no nevitt says no you can use it on anyone oh okay you could convert one of your parries to a grant parry is that what you're saying Oh, yeah, the other way around. Uh, yeah, the way it's worded is really weird. That would be one that you would want to talk to, but it sounds like... Thank you. Yeah, Grant Perry would convert a non-bonus use of the parry skill per battle. So it's converting the regular parry into a Grant Perry. Gotcha. So you're okay. giving it to other people. So you're giving one of your skills to someone else. Got gotcha. It. That makes more sense, because why would you take one from <laughs> giving it to other people and then give it to yourself? Yeah. No. So, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. So see, even we get confused sometimes. People, it's okay. Yeah, no, and, and totally, if you have questions, the best thing to do is to ask other people. Oh. That was close. <laughs> I almost got a bad leg cramp. Like, oh. <laughs> I, was like I felt uh, it coming and I stretched and I was like, nope. Anyway, so uh, level three, uh, same one, gain one plus one base health stackable increase only when benefiting from the arcane armor spell. So at this point, you should have a total of plus three hit points. Right. Which people not familiar with the game go, that's not a lot. But in mythic standards, that's like a whole other swing worth of damage if you yeah. have a good damage ceiling. So it, one more swing... That you can defend and keep yourself up. Yeah, absolutely. And keep yourself in battle. It definitely can make a difference. So, so it, yeah, in Mythic, like, someone with a lot of hit points has, like, 25 or 30 hit yeah. points. It's, That's a so, lot. So three is a big deal. It's hard to get extra hit points in Mythic. They don't just hand them out like candy. So. I believe I have 21 or 22. Yeah, I think Lita's at, like... 16 to 18, depending on what she's wearing. 
But, yeah. Yeah, if I wear this because it's plus one or plus two, I believe. Or yeah. plus three. I have to look at my magic card. Yeah. But I, as long as I'm wearing all of my armor, which does not include my foam helmet because it's not period materials. Oh, that drives me crazy. Yeah. Yeah, Boji has 33. Oh, yeah. Well, Boji's a freaking tank. Yeah. yeah Le- a Leto tank. sucks as a frontline fighter, but she's totally a frontline fighter. It's sad because I just don't have very many hit points. And shields aren't as effective in Mythic as they are in Alliance. I tell you what, my shield is amazing in Alliance. They don't have shield cripple in Alliance. They have a shatter. Anyways, that's something totally different. <laughs> <laughs> Going off on a... Okay. Okay, uh, next. Uh, reduce your damage ceiling from the arcane armor spell by one to a minimum of three. So arcane armor normally puts your damage ceiling at seven. Is that right? I think so. And so you can reduce it by one to a damage ceiling of six, which is kind of cool. Yep. Makes a big difference. Yep. One, next, one less damage. If you have 15 hit points... I guess it's still three hits either way, but if you have 12 hit points, it's right. still two hits. If you have 13 hit points, it's three <laughs> hits. Yep. It's a big difference. Yeah, it really matters. So, uh, this is all the level three okay. abilities, by the way. No, these are level two abilities. No, we're in level three now. Oh, yep, plus one base health is level three. Oh, That's yeah, why it's yeah, a total yeah. bonus plus three. Uh, la- final, well, not final, but one more is when casting, once per battle, when casting the Anticipate Blow spell on someone other than themselves, you may immediately gain the benefits of the Anticipate Blow spell. Oh, that's cool. That's way cool. So you give it to someone else and gain it yourself. Okay, so Nevit says, or Boji says, level 1 is 8 damage ceiling, level 2 is 7 damage ceiling, and level 3 is 6 damage ceiling. Okay. So, so if you have level 3 arcane armor, that redu- and then you get this ability that reduces your damage ceiling down to 5, which is dope. Which is what I have. Right. Yeah, and that's what Lita has usually, too, yeah. depending on what she's wearing. Yep. She's been lazy lately and hasn't been wearing her I, I'm armor. trying to decide for Winterfest if I want to be lazy and just have the... Cloth infusion cast on me. Yeah. Which yeah. reminds me of my question, which I'll have to ask after this class. After this class. Yes. Okay. So last ability. Force skill edition. Reflect magic may expend a use of your force skill to cast a bonus use of the arcane spell reflect magic. That's kind of cool. So reflect magic. This arcane spell acts as a defense and offensive skill. This spell may be cast on any creature. If the target of this spell is attacked by a non-force magical spell, by spell packet or ambient effect, the target may call out reflect magic. The target is not affected by this spell, and the caster of the spell is attacked by the same spell as if you cast, as if you casted it. Reflect magic can be used as a defense. For a spell that has been reflected. So you could just bounce it back and forth, potentially. That's that's really funny, actually. That is kind of goofy. We're just going to sit here and play tennis with this spell. With this spell. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> reflect magic. Reflect magic. Reflect magic. Reflect magic. You can only, yeah. 
it's funny. But it's a force, so eventually you're going to run out. It's true. But on some spells, it's worth it. Yeah. So. Right, that was the last one. Okay. So like I said, Arcane Bulwark is very similar to the Aegis, which is kind of why I wanted to go over it since we went over Aegis last week. So the question that I have... It's kind of for everyone, but mostly for you, Mrs. Character Fashionista over here, making all these costumes. Um, for Winterfest, I want to, I think I probably can get someone to sew me a new one of these shirts, maybe a little fancier. I want it to be a color related to spring. What would be a color that would not clash with this armor when I put the armor on over it? Pale yellow. Yeah, I agree with that. Pale yellow. Okay. And I'll probably wear that, like, I probably won't wear my armor at dinner. I'll just wear my yellow shirt at dinner. And I might even have them sew buttons on it so that I can wear my cape during dinner with just my shirt. So that I'm fancy without my armor. Nevitz Gaming says hot pink. (laughs) I wouldn't call that a spring color. That's more of a rave color. A rave color? I've thought about the pale blue, like, but then it'll just blend into the armor when I'm wearing it. Do you want it to stand out from the armor? Or do you want it to blend in? I don't know. Oh, that's a that's a, just a personal preference choice. Oh. I know it is, but I don't know. Okay. So I need you guys to help me. <laughs> uh, I think they would both look both look good. So green would not. Orange would not. Pink would not. Um, like the white looks okay, but I definitely think that yellow or blue would be the way to go. Because I want to go because of what happened, and granted this happened last summer, I want to say that there was a physical change in Jovi because of the ritual. Which you weren't there for. What ritual? (laughs) What are you talking about? Uh, so, in my pursuit of the Shield of Spring, I had to become attuned to the Season of Spring. And I got, I was given a glittery acorn, and I had to be put inside a, a circle of, a sphere of eternity. And stay in there for, like, ten minutes, and concentrate, and roleplay out tuning yourself to spring like thinking it and yeah like yeah hmm, so that's cool so you you want to look physically different in the springtime because you were attuned to spring well, that's a good reason why it took so long i like that <laughs> but boji makes it a good point if you are going to say that then your skin color would change not your clothes well maybe your clothing preferences. yellow skin equals you are a simpson <laughs> hey man you could do the, the pale yellow for your shirt and then do, like, fingernail polish, like one nail. Oh, like blue. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can just say, like, it internally changed you where you just have preferences for spring colors and things of such. You don't have to actually. That's true. I like that. Or we can get the, the hair dyeing to you one strip of. I don't yeah. know that my new job would like me having dyed hair, though. It would be washable. Wow. <laughs> yeah. You can do, um, like, the hairspray, too. I've got I've got a whole bin of 
Halloween hairspray because I buy it in bulk during Halloween. When it's, because it's hard to get the cheap colored hairspray any other time but Halloween, and so I buy it in bulk. Okay. So a light yellow or a light blue? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I would do. I kind of am thinking the light blue because it'll make my armband pop. Yeah, that's true. It's really sad right now. Like, look at this giant hole in it. What would you put a hole in it for? I don't know. Good job. I want to keep this one, though, because, like, nobody has one like this. Yeah? And it was given to me by a guard, so... Just You're a guard. special. I am special. <laughs> I'm special. Light blue, Nevin says. I kind of thinking I'm going to go with the light blue. All right, well, if you get to ask people opinions for what to wear for Winterfest, then so do I. I have no idea what I'm doing for Winterfest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm Lita, but like Lita doesn't wear gowns and all that stuff, like all the other females do. Yeah. And so I'm like, all right. So my first Winterfest is when I came up with Lita's um, red, like samurai-ish looking outfit um, that she wore forever. But she's not really wearing that style anymore. No. She's more typical knight. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I'm like, do I, do I just go ahead and make myself a new set of armor and be like, hey, this is my shiny armor. But I'm like, I'm also super pushing it for time. Because that's, uh, yeah, what, 12 days away? Less than two weeks? Mm-hmm. I mean, I could do it if I didn't have anything else to do. But, you know, there's life. You, you should wear one of those like this, like one of those old-timey floofy shirts, which knights and then do, like, typically wore underneath. Like the, the poofy like pants that almost look like a skirt. Oh, yeah, that are like... Like they're big and fluffy, but they're still pants. Right. Yeah. Or that are like the shorts length that end here, or like that the go all the way ones. down. The long ones. Yeah. She'll wear a light blue fluffy shirt and we'll be matching. <laughs> but Lita's colors are red and black. Yeah, I, know, I was yeah. gonna say Lita's red uh, red and black is a really easy color combination apparently. This yeah. character is actually silver and black with red highlights. Then you might get mistaken for someone with the Dark Star. Yeah, no. I don't really want to be mistaken for a Dark Star person either. So that's like no. Lita doesn't like the Dark Star at all. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Just because they're black knights? No, because they're shady. Oh. Mostly she doesn't trust Zyra. She knows what type of stuff Zyra does and has just chosen to look the other way for now, but also keeps an eye on her. Because Why have you she, has had, she has had some conversations um, with individuals at the same time as Zyra like NPC certain specific I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to like throw Zyra under the bus but <laughs> we're why have you not brought this up to her bond <laughs> or her warden because if I bring it up to anybody then I have to take action on it as a white knight <laughs> and I don't I don't know that I'm ready to do that. Mm. And I don't know that there's anything like worthy of taking action against. It's like research and whatnot as far as I'm 
mm. actually aware, but Lita suspects that there's more than that going on, but I can't act on a suspicion. Oh. So. You could circle the truth and be like, yo. Yeah. No. No, I don't even think I have circle of truth yet. It's a level three, I believe. I'm, I'm such a bad white now. Like, I've, I bought it. I've spent the skill points on it. But I haven't been trained in game. Oh. On it. Well, get training. Yeah, I just got training finally for one more skill, but I don't think I'm going to choose Circle of Truth. I think I'm going to choose something else. I haven't actually looked at it yet. Have you bought any of the Warden Bond abilities yet, speaking of? I, don't know, I haven't updated in a while. I know you had That'll before. probably be my next thing because I don't really have any plans. I've, I've, I'm finally where I want to be with all my, like, fightery abilities with my parries and dodges and mm-hmm. uh, vigors because I need vigor because nobody can heal me. So I can I can regenerate but that takes 30 seconds where vigor is 10 or 5. Whatever. 10 count. 10 count. Yeah. No, I think it's 5. Is it 5 count? I don't know. I, I don't know it like when I'm not in the heat of battle oh. but when I'm in the heat of battle I know. <laughs> I know what my abilities are. Just like me. I like my spring ritual. It gives me the old vigor. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's super nice. I do a vigor and I call empowered and then I act like I got hit with a grant well-being. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. It was especially handy this last week where they were throwing diseases out. I was like, hmm. Yeah. That's all I did last week. Yeah, you were. You were just standing <laughs> back just, there. It was just a mushroom. Just a I was mushroom. like, seriously. Steve walked into the NPC room and was like, all right, this is what we're doing. And he like, and then we're going to go here. And then we're going to go there. And then we're doing this. And then we're changing these. And then we're going that way. And then we're doing... And, then, and after he left, everyone was like, all right, so what was the first thing he said? <laughs> We'll just start there. Mm-hmm. And then we'll ask him after that. Yeah. And I was like, hey, Steve, can I be a mushroom the whole time? I don't want to switch between all of these different things. And as a mushroom, you can't move. You have to stand there. And I couldn't cast for anything that was that actually did harm. I cast Paralyze, uh, Pin Your Right Foot, mm-hmm. and Disease Poison. That's it. That's all I did. I had 10 health. <laughs> <laughs> so I would just pop up as a mushroom. Disease poison. Disease poison. Paralyzed poison. Disease poison. And I'm dead. And then I'd go somewhere else and I'd pop up again. <laughs> I just did that the whole yeah. time. Uh, it was so laid back. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Let's pick another class to go over here real quick. Okay. What do you think? Should we go over Warden or War Master? I think we'll go over Warden later because I think I have a okay. perfect idea. So let's, let's go one. over War Master. So we went over that one. So we're going to go over War Master. Marking off what ones we actually did so we didn't actually do those two. Okay, so War Master. Go ahead and read the description if you want. The greatest military champions of legend count a shockingly large number of war masters among their ranks. War masters spend years learning ancient combat forms, studying the greatest of battles, and memorizing the teachings of wise military leaders. A character that walks the path of the war master has chosen to dedicate themselves to the pursuit of perfection through martial prowess. 
The War Master's closest friend is their weapon, which they wield with a force and skill of a true master. They are able to survive even the most deadly sword strike, and are known for possessing a calm and commanding demeanor, even in the most desperate situations. Prerequisite is a fighter. You have to have a fighter talent to pick War Master. All right. So level one, first ability at level one. This is what Boji wants to go into. Uh, oh, that's 16 points. Oof. Yeah, 16 points. Gain the ability when affected by the slay effect to call reduce and immediately fall into your bleed count rather than your death count. That would be nice. <laughs> Lita could use that. <laughs> there you go. All right, the next ability is... Um, gain 30 seconds to your bleed count, which is also nice. Oh, correction. Boji is a War Master already. That's right. He got his training sometime last year. Oh, yeah. His level one training. I remember that he got his training... Was it the May weekender last year? I think it was. I don't remember. Because um, Brent got his training at the same time, right? Am I thinking of the right... The right thing. Okay. Okay. La, all times cost three points. Gain an additional one damage while under the effects of heroism. Stackable increase. Wow. Uh, Nevit says no. I got it later. I didn't think it was the main oh. one either. But okay. trained by the king himself. Ooh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Friends in high places. <laughs> yeah, well, I get training by those types of people because I'm a white knight. Everyone assumes that I'm a citizen of Falcon Crest. It's so funny. Everyone you... assumes I'm a white knight. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, level two. Um, all times gain a heightened strike of plus one damage or uh, plus one damage to triple strike. Plus two damage to a single strike with your weapon proficiency skill. Yeah, that's cool. I would never use that. I never remember to use that. That's my problem. <laughs> I probably have that too. Or no, I cho I didn't choose the strikes. I chose the plus one. Yeah, the static damage. I chose the static damage. That's, that's what why I, did I don't too. have strikes. Yep. Uh, lore addition. Gain a specialization in martial traditions lore. You must already possess martial traditions lore. So it doesn't give you martial traditions, it just gives you a specialization yep. if you have it. I wonder if that one's a multi-purchase, if you can keep getting a new specialization every time you buy it. Hmm. That's a good question. Okay, utility skill access gains the ability to purchase the War Master utility skill. This is the one that you can buy multiple levels of. The chart is in the book if you want to see it. Uh, book of Heroes. Okay, you get Tactical Assault. This War Master Tactical Assault utility allows the character to add the Force Descriptor to a single weapon attack with any weapon, whether a skill is called or simply damage. This cannot be used with poison on a weapon, however. Levels of this utility skill can be purchased an infinite number of times. Bang. Dude, that's super adaptive. Because you can use it for weapon or an ability. So yeah. you're like, oh, this guy's being a punk with a shield. Force shield cripple, like. Right. Or force 
13 damage. Can you force waylay? I don't know if you can. It didn't say you couldn't. I've just never heard like a force waylay. I've never call. heard it either. Cause that I don't would think be a good that question. There's any... Yeah, anyways. That's interesting. Okay, next. Okay, so that's it for level two. That's it for level two, but that's pretty awesome yeah. level two ability. Yeah, it is. Uh, level three at all times costs 12 skill points. Gain an additional heightened strike of plus one damage to triple strike or plus two damage to single strike with your weapon proficiency skill. Dang, so Force can be used with any offensive ability. Oh, that's cool. So yes, you can force waylay. I have just never heard it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Alright. Next. Is... Uh, all times when using weapon proficiency strikes, your triple strike becomes a quadruple strike, granting you a fourth strike. That's pretty cool. Including death blow. So you can do a fourth death blow. Yeah, I mean... That's cool. Uh, let's see. Last one. Force skill edition. Battle cry. May expend the use of your force skill to use the battle cry skill. Uh, it's five points to do it once per logistics, or fifteen points to do it at all times. Uh, this skill allows you to shout a battle cry of your own choosing, and immediately benefit from the effects of heroism. Heroism can be found in Chapter Three of the Mythic Realms Rulebook. That's dope. So you get to make up your own battle cry. That's pretty cool. I actually like that. <laughs> that adds a lot of flavor, flavor as to well it. as uh, an additional ability. For balls and wieners. So. <laughs> that's not <all> better. <laughs> oh yeah. So that's it though. That's that's that. Warmaster. Cool. Warmaster. I feel like is one of those classes that a lot of people choose as their second class because that level two utility access is just so good. Heroism is a nice ability. Yeah. So. All right. Did you want to do another one, or I know you were, we're at two hours. Whatever you want to do. I'm good to keep going if you want to. What do you think, Nevis? Are we good? Should we call it here, or should we do another one? They will be removing that utility in a future update to the class. Oh, the War Master utilities? The, the tactical wow. assault? It's probably too OP. Yeah, I mean, how it adaptive is. that is. It's pretty yeah. OP. I, yeah, that's crazy. But, you know, you've got at least a year. I don't know are, is if that's one of the classes that they're working on next. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know what they're actually working they on. They take their time redoing the classes because they, they're trying to balance everything. Yeah. So they do a good job, though. Yeah, I think so. I think that they're they're really working on it. I like a lot of the flavor that they added to the White Knight class. So they took it from Berserker too. Oh, so sad. <laughs> You're gonna lose it for both of your classes. That's sad. So, all right. I think uh, I don't want to just go over a bunch of skills. So I think we're just gonna go ahead and end it there. Uh, did anybody have any final questions they wanted to ask? Oh, 
there's a delay too, so like we have to like wait till they hear right. us, and then we have to wait till they type, and right. so it's one of the things. So while anybody comes up with any questions, we're gonna talk about the. Oh, you're thinking of questions. Okay. Uh, first off, no LARP lounge next week. The place we film will be closed. They are taking a needed vacation. Sorry. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so uh, I will be taking a break as well. Maybe we should go film the um, costume thing. Okay, maybe. So maybe look for something on YouTube the following Wednesday. We might do a little, real quick, how to make a cheapo costume. little how-to video. Yeah, so, make costume character in an afternoon. Okay. So look for that. But yeah, otherwise no LARP Lounge next week. Uh, as always, LARP Lounge is filmed here at the Ascendance Gaming Center. It would not be possible if it wasn't for them. Uh, I don't think them enough. Uh, they get up early. They're here super late the night before. I really appreciate what they do for us. So please come down and show them some support. Uh, I need a shirt for Boji. Text me. Yeah. You know you're trying to get a... Uh, he's trying to get a shirt for Winterfest. Our prices on the ultra are going down today. Oh, I yeah? Think it's today, yeah. I think it's... Um, seven for an hour and twelve for a good day. I don't know. What is it? I won't remember. I know it's seven, seven an hour. Okay. I don't remember what day pass is. Okay. That's cool. So, ultras. Ultra high graphics. On games you. like Satisfactory or that's World what, of Warcraft. That's what everybody that streams here streams on. Yeah. It's the ultras. Yep. Um... As always, you can find everything we talk about at mythicrealms.com. That's what we've been. That's the LARP we've been talking about this season and last season is Mythic Realms. Uh, speaking of season finale, uh, yeah, you were gonna talk about this. I want to hear. Yeah, I need to find out what the date is so that I can actually get it solidified with the individuals. So the first. So, episode 6, no, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, the 29th of March will be the season finale, assuming there's no hiccups in between there. We will be having the entire core of the Dark Star Alliance here. Oh. That would be fun. <laughs> yeah, so... We've had a few. No, I, I don't have anything against them, like out of game. Yeah, I love or, the people. Or anything like that. It's just it's Lita that doesn't. Yeah, Lita. No, they're they're awesome. I, I love them as a group. Yeah. Um, so. So that'll. Be uh, awesome. I've talked to them about it, and they're up for it. So I didn't realize it was going to be the end of March. How many? I don't know yet. Like, okay. depends on if we do like all the auxiliary members or not. But it'll be comparable to the Gerdetskis. So yeah, we were able awesome. to manage that. I yeah, still I have the fire, it. even. So. Um, oh, what else do we always talk about? Uh, the videos will be up on Wednesday on YouTube, as well as the podcast. Uh, so you can always listen to us. Um, I am going to be discussing a new format possibly with my producer afterwards. So we will see. Uh, I think that's everything. But yeah, remember, no episode next week.
And then the following week is Winterfest. And we will be we will be having an episode after Winterfest. Yes. I did get someone who volunteered. That's cool. I'm yes. excited. I want to so, see that. I'm excited um, for Winterfest and also terrified. For we will be doing a recap of what happened at Winterfest, and then we will be talking about ritual magic, and then we will talk about the wizard or the yes, the wizard class as well as one other. So, who's coming? Zisto. Oh yeah. The wizard. Zisto. Yeah. The wizard Zisto. That's right. That's his character name <laughs> on that in game. So. Uh, yep. So the wizard Zisto. The dark elf. Yeah. So we'll have to discuss. He might just wear his mask. Yeah. I so. don't think he does the makeup anymore. He, he doesn't. Does well, mask. because there's also a influx with what's going on with them in game anyway. So that's yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah, so, so the, the racial makeup for the Dark Elves is changed. It's officially changed in-game. It's just a pain in the butt to do because yeah. it takes more time and effort than just going... Because yeah. you have to have different colors mixed in with it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. So thank you for being here. Absolutely, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Always and uh, thanks to everyone in the audience for being here. I appreciate all the questions and comments, especially you, Nevitz. I appreciate you being here. Uh, other than that, I think we're going to go ahead and end today. So thanks, everyone, for being here. Bye.